of scripture here today. I'm getting right into the word of the Lord. Isaiah 64, and then we're going to go to the New Testament, Romans chapter 6. But as you're turning there, yes, we will be having church tonight, prayer at 5 o'clock. And then also to remind you, uh, we will not be having the official Thanksgiving dinner here at the Palace of Praise. But we thought what we'd do is go ahead um, and because it requires so much for everybody to bring food and all those things. But instead, since there's some that like to party all night that night, we'll just open the church like at 5 o'clock that evening so you can go do your stuff with your family. And then show up at 5 o'clock with your little snacks and party all night. Amen. So you still get your party in. But you don't have to bring the turkey and all the other stuff. Well, you may bring a turkey if you bring your friends. But amen. <laughs> at least a cooked turkey. Amen. So we'll be doing that this this year instead of the actual official dinner. So much work and required to bring all that food and clean up afterward and everywhere, everything, so it'll be easier this way. Uh, Isaiah 64 and verse 8 says this, But now, O Lord, thou art our Father, we are the clay, and thou art part, our potter, and we are all are the work, everybody say work, work of thy hand. We're going to read in Romans 6 in just a moment, but that word work there means product. So he's saying, and we all are the product of thy hand. We are all the product of thy hand. That goes with your first birth, and it goes with the new birth. First birth, after the natural, God's the one who made you the way you are today. And new birth, you're the product of the hand of our God. Amen. Now look at Romans chapter 6 and verse number 17. It says this, but... God, I, I was reading this verse the other day and just this phrase in here just, I went, wow. And I started researching and found something so interesting here. It says, but God be thanked that ye were servants of sin. Now, if we stop right there, we get the wrong message. <laughs> so it seems to be kind of a, 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 a bad message he's sending there. But we go on. But... Ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine. Everybody say form of doctrine. Form of doctrine which was delivered you. That form of doctrine which was delivered you. For just a few moments here, I'm going to, by the help of the Lord, try to preach on this subject following the form. Following the form. We've already been praying, so you can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of God. Form of doctrine. That phrase kind of hopped out at me when I was studying this because it related to something that we were involved here working at the Palace of Praise. Apostle Paul begins by th being thankful that we were in the past servants of sin. He's not thankful that we were sinners but he's thankful that that is in the past. That's what the first part of that verse I want to clarify 
means right there. But then there's another verse of scripture I was not going to read while you were standing, but I would like to have you turn to if you would, and that's 2 Corinthians. Because 2 Corinthians ties into these two verses that I've read. Matter of fact, the whole Bible's going to tie into what I'm going to preach today. And that's always a good thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is another verse that ties into what Paul is saying here. But it also fits into this thing called the form of doctrine. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17 says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, be in Christ. Everybody say, in Christ. Did you guys get that? In Christ. We always refer to this as Christ in us, which is true. But look at the way he states this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is all tying together with these, all three of these portions of Scripture here are all tying together with many more we're going to look at in just a moment. But I want you again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, it's looking at it a little different angle here. It's going to fit into what I'm going to teach because I'm talking about what? Following the form. Now, if any man be in Christ, if he's in Christ, then he is a, has a different shape. Because he's in Christ. All things then are passed away or what we used to be. And behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their transgressions unto them, and hath committed unto them are committed unto us the word of reconciliation. All things are passed away. How? Through Jesus Christ. See, our scripture text contain the phrase form of doctrine. I want to focus on that phrase for just a moment. Form means, you ready? A die. That is, by implication, a stamp. Or by an analogy, a shape or form. Now think about that for a moment. A die or a cast. Now then, the form of doctrine. It becomes our mold, our figure, our pattern. Our mold, our figure, our pattern. Uh, Devin and I, the other day, we were working out here and we were pouring some concrete forms because we wanted to move the old job trailer that's been there since the early, night, I think, 1990s. We set that there when we did the parking lot, and that's been early 90s there. But that old job trailer was sitting out there. We wanted to move the job trailer. Well, we didn't want to set it on the dirt because then the weight of it's just going to sink down. We got issues. So and there's your sermon. We wanted to put something underneath it to give it some stability. There's your another sermon. <clears throat> so what we did is we poured these concrete forms, these pads out there, so we could set the, that heavy trailer on it and it would stay in place. I want to say right now, thank you, Brother Mike Matassi, for getting one of those big semi-trucks from his work, and he drove all night on Saturday, uh, Friday night 
and drove from California here all night and then came here and helped us hook up and move that trailer. So Brother Matassi, thank you very much for doing that. Saved the church a lots of money. I thank you very, very much. I'd like to also insert, thank God for my kids. I was, we were walking up to get dinner last night, and I'm looking around, walking up there with my five boys, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm really thankful they're in the church. And that's a big help around here because we'd have never got all that work done without them. So if they look tired, they have a reason to be tired today. Amen. I work them hard. But here's the reality. We built and set what they call forms for concrete. Now, I know some other people in this house have poured concrete before, so, for, so you set forms. Brother Rocky is construction, and some of the rest of you done construction. So you know what I'm talking about when we say we've built forms. If you look at that concrete pads out there that we set that trailer on, I'm talking about the concrete that's already poured and it's already cured, you're going to be able to tell me exactly what the shape of the forms was. You're going to be able to tell me exactly what the shape of the forms was before we ever poured the concrete into them. Because the concrete, ready, took on the form or the shape of those forms when we poured it in. Now all those that are in Christ, see it? It took on the form when it got poured into the form it changed to that form, folks. Now let us, let us relate that to our humanity. We are all born with a certain mindset, or can I put it this way, a certain mold or die. This is the way David put it. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Folks, every one of us in this house when we were born, we were poured into a certain mold. We were formed into a certain thing. That word shapen means this, means to twist or to pervert. Wow. I was twisted or perverted when I was born. Yeah, you was. And get this, the root word for that word shapen, yeah, I think everybody knows what that is. Shape. Everybody say shape which means to give a particular shape or form to. When we were born, we were given a certain shape. Now, I know some of you are saying, oh, yeah, and I still got that shape. <laughs> it's baby fat. I still got my baby fat. I'm 60, but I got my baby fat. No, I'm not talking about your physical shape that you received there because we all got that shape. But I'm talking about some other shape that's in the spiritual realm, folks. But that shape isn't referring to our physical, but the spirit. It means that because of the fall in the Garden of Eden, folks, we all were poured into a certain mold, into a certain cast. You ready? You don't have to teach kids to lie, steal, or be rebellious. Can I get a witness from some parents in the house? You don't have to tell them, I want you to lie today. I want you to steal today. I want you to be mean to your brothers and sisters today. I want you to hide things so I can't find. I want you to be deceptive. I want you to steal when you go in the store. You don't have to tell them that. They just going to do it. You know why? Because of the mold that they were poured into when they were born that is shaping their lives into who they are as a little billy child that hasn't been reformed. Uh-oh. 
Because we were made after a certain mold. Thank you, Adam and Eve. You put us into this mold. They are born after a cast, folks. The cast of Adam and Eve. That's the reason why the New Testament talks about the cast or the mold of Adam, our first father, and then the mold or the cast of Jesus Christ that second mold or cast that we are supposed to become a part of. We need to change. But Paul says this, we need to be thankful. Why? Because the mold or the form which we inherited at birth doesn't have to be permanent. That's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, I am thankful that you're not what you used to be or you're not still according to the mold or the form that Adam and Eve gave you, but you now have a form of doctrine that is working in you that is changing you every day. Oh, hallelujah. See, there's a form of doctrine that Paul referred to in the New Testament, a form that if we will allow ourselves to be poured into that cast, we can be changed. If we allow ourselves to be poured into it, we can be changed for there truly is a form of doctrine. There is a form of doctrine. When we surrender our will to the will of God and we allow ourselves to be poured into His mold or His cast, it changes our shape. Not on physically, I'm talking about spiritually, folks. When we allow the doctrine... <laughs> and we allow ourselves to be poured inside of the doctrine, it's going to change the way we view things. You ready? It's going to reform us according to the book. We're going to have reformation in our life. Why? Because of the book. Why? Because we're being poured into the example of Christ according what? To the doctrine or the Word of God, folks. Oh, hear me today. Look at what Apostle Paul, he wrote to the church in Rome. Now, everybody in this house can probably quote this verse, and that's Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren. Anybody ever heard this verse before? Romans 12 and 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, because that's where it all starts. It's the mercies of God you're even here today that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. It's tying all this together. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then verse 2 comes along. And be not... What's the root word for conformed? Formed. Formed. Be not conformed to this world or the mold or the, the shape that we received when we were born, folks, but be ye transformed or be ye renewed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. What? Changing forms. Here's what he's saying. Don't be so knuckle-headed that you can't change. <laughs> You're going to have to change who you are, what you are, how you act if you're going to please God. There's going to have to be a transformation that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So the perfect will of God is what? 
to change. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to change. <laughs> some of you are getting too excited there, especially I've seen some of these married couples that are getting real excited about that. We need to change, folks, to be like God. Conform means to fashion alike. Wow. That is conform to the same pattern. Woo! We've got to change. So it's not just about changing, but it's about conforming to a certain pattern, folks. I know people make New Year's resolutions and they say, I'm not going to do this for a certain day. I was at the DMV the other day and the lady that was helping me behind the counter, you know, I had a little cup of coffee in my hand and I set it up on the counter and you can smell that coffee, you know, and she goes, thank you for bringing that coffee and setting it on the counter there. She goes, my New Year's resolution was not to drink coffee this year. She goes, so I appreciate you helping me stay true to that thing right there and, and then I asked her I said well why did you make that thing she goes well I just felt like that you know if I'm the temple of God there were some things maybe I need to lay aside for one year so come find out she's apostolic there but anyway I thought that was really interesting is she, she made a decision to change we make New Year's resolutions and stuff but the unfortunate thing with New Year's resolutions they usually at last maybe to January the 2nd can I get a witness in the house? You know what I'm talking about. Well, especially if it has to do with food or coffee. That's not happening there. So we make these New Year resolutions. What we're saying is we want to change something in our life. That's what New Year's resolutions are about. We make these resolutions or we resolve to what change things in our life. But it doesn't last, unfortunately, because there's not a power with it to help us. To last oftentimes. But hear me, folks, we need to change. How we need to change? We need to be poured into the form of the doctrine. Well, what doctrine? What do you got in your hand, buddy? Poured into what doctrine? The doctrine is found in the the Word of God. That's where we find our doctrine. So the original, so the original of the form of the doctrine is the Bible. So here's the fact. Every day we live for God, we should look more and more like the book. Every day we live for God, we should look more and more like the book, folks. We need to look like the doctrine that's in the book. Now, when I was in the Westover up here, that junior high school that's up here across from Thriftway, let me say it looked a little different when I was there. And uh, it still had a building. So some of you, I'm not that old. We wasn't in tents. But anyway, across the street really looked different. That, that Thriftway that was there, it looked a little different than it, Bishop. Some of you guys remember Thriftway across the street. That looked a little different. Matter of fact, back in the day, we used to sell uh, uh, peanut brittle inside of Thriftway. They'd let us back in the day. The ladies get together and they'd mix all of that peanut brittle and put it in a little bag and put our little name and everything on it. And they let us have a little display by the door. So there was little double doors when they opened. Am I telling the truth, folks? It was here. And they let us set up in there. You don't get that nowadays. You're not having that happen anymore. So things were a little different. It was just that little Thriftway and a little bank there and the little Dairy Queen didn't look like the Dairy Queen it is now. So it's a little different there. 
But when I was in that Westover back in the day, in 1942, or whatever it was, it's a long time ago, it's back in the 70s, I was in a class, it was a metals class, right up there at Westover, same buildings that are there now, they've just been remodeled, but the building's there. And when I was in that metals class there, our guy's teacher decided to teach us how to make things like this. And this is from that class here. This is a class I took. So what we had to do in our class is we had to build these dies and forms and then we would pour the metal into them and form things just like this. Now this is what it's supposed to look like, not this one, but this is an example of one of them that my wife, my mother had hanging on the wall. It's something like this. So you can see mine didn't turn out quite the way that the other ones are supposed to look because I didn't paint mine up and everything, but there's a message within itself too. <clears throat> anyway, but this, yeah, some of you got it. Anyway, so when you look at this, this one that I made here, you, you can look at this. Can you see how many fingers I got up? Okay, good. He can see. All right. See, if you look at mine, you can see all those little pits and holes and rub your finger across that. Is that not kind of rough? It's kind of right. Look at that little piece there. And now, if I go far enough away, it looks pretty good. But if I come, there's a message. And if, uh, <laughs> so if your spouse is not looking good, just get further away. Okay, anyway. But on here, it shows some imperfections that are on here. But I did the very best I could. I literally made this in class. And, and I made this thing. But when I got done making this thing, if, if you look really close, you can see where things are a little smooth there and a little smooth there and got a real shiny finish to them. The reason why those look that way is because when I got done, there was stuff that was sticking out <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be there. So I took the grinder in the shop and I would grind off. I'm preaching. I had to grind off anything that was outside of the original cast so that I could make something just like this in my medals class. Now, you ready? In my medals class, our teacher said, if you use something that came from somebody that you bought, you have to give them credit. So on this here, if you look on the back of this one right here, what do you see on the back? Yep, and what does it say? It says Midwest. So our teacher said, you have to take your little scribers and you have to inscribe in the back of yours Midwest. So in the back of mine, you can see where I took those little letters and pounded them in there with a hammer while this was still a little soft and put and put the name of Midwest. It's not near as nice as the one they had, and I did my very best, and I put the year that they had on theirs, the one I did it like they did. <clears throat> I did it like they... I did it like... They did theirs. Why? Because I made this, but this was not my original design. 
This wasn't mine. Somebody else designed this. All I did was copy this design, and if I copy this design, I need to give credit back. Come on, I'm preaching. I have to give credit back to the person who originally designed it by what? Putting their name on. I'm talking about today the form of doctrine here, the form of doctrine. The psalmist made this statement here. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Ready, church? When we have things in our life that are outside of the mold or outside of the, hold it up, outside of the book or outside of the form of doctrine, what did I do? You can see the smooth places and the shiny places. I grinded them off. When there's anything that's outside of the cast or outside of the book, we need God.